Hello, this is Dr. David Farmer. Thank you for joining me again for Reflections on Spirituality Justice Today. A few days ago, the news began to spread that the Dixie Chicks had changed their name. They dropped the Dixie part of their name and they are now known simply as the Chicks. Fascinating group of young women, progressive uh, politically uh, and I assume in other respects. The name Dixie no longer suits them because of all of the baggage associated with the word Dixie, especially in this time of severe racial upheaval and the abuse of people of color. I think it's a remarkable uh, statement and a courageous move on their part. In 2015, a motion to remove the name of Woodrow Wilson from uh, the name of the um, international school at Princeton. And I'm not sure about the college that's called Wilson College, um, but uh, movement to remove the name of Woodrow Wilson from at least the, uh, the School for International Studies failed at Princeton. However, in the last few weeks, that has been revisited and Woodrow Wilson's name has been removed now from Princeton's School of International Studies and also the Wilson College is now no longer called Wilson College because of Woodrow Wilson's extreme racism. Um, as President of the United States, prior to being President of the United States, Wilson was President of Princeton and also Governor of New Jersey. Among other things, when Wilson was President, he resegregated uh, huge segments of the federal government that had been integrated already for a very long time. Astounding. A couple of things about prejudice today. One, holding any kind of prejudice. is an invitation for any other kind of prejudice to exist. It is not uncommon, therefore, when people are people of prejudice, for those people to be prejudiced, prejudiced toward 
many types of people. Again, holding any kind of prejudice individually, collectively, is an invitation for other kinds of prejudice to exist. Second, for now, to renounce prejudice, which Princeton is trying uh, to do um, in a very uh, remarkable way, in a grand way. And this is by no means a put-down of what Princeton is doing and certainly not a put-down of the Dixie Chicks for what they're doing. This is a cultural commentary. But renouncing prejudice today doesn't do away with the damage. The effects of having held prejudice for any period of time will still be swirling around for generations to come. The effects of having held prejudice and having lived one's life as a person of prejudice caused ripples that can't be undone. They can't be taken back. People have been hurt. Other people have been encouraged to pick up the same prejudice you had before you renounced it. And it goes on. Taking down monuments of key figures who promoted anti-black activity. And I am absolutely in favor of correcting the damage that has been done to all people of color. As a white guy, yeah. How we can ever dig ourselves out of the hole into which we've gotten ourselves by the abuse of people of color, I don't know, but I'm in favor of it. I don't know how taking those monuments down um, accomplishes a lot, but it appears to accomplish something. So, yes, to take them down out of the public view and stick them in, in a museum somewhere where people who are interested in those kinds of things can come and look, I guess. We can't eradicate the fact that prejudiced people once lived and uh, in part of their lives may even have contributed some positive aspects to society. Uh, it's rare to find a person who has no uh, 
negativity in her or his life at all. It is possible, but it's rare. So Thomas Jefferson, on the one hand, was a slave holder. On the other hand, he had the foresight to articulate the importance of the separation of church and state. I'm not defending his slaveholding. I'm simply saying uh, people who have flaws, moral flaws, may also sometimes contribute something that is worthwhile to society, and it's difficult to toss them completely from public acknowledgement because of their flaws. I think churches, buildings, church buildings, that still retain their slave balconies, which was a common socio-architectural practice in the slave era. Should take those things out or wall them up, close them off do something to make them not a part of the current worship space. I read about one church that tried to reclaim the slave balcony space for something uh, completely opposite and in the process of doing that had an actual service to repent for having ever had a part in slavery or the abuse of people of color and while I appreciate and admire that in in many respects I'm not sure that does the trick it was still a slave balcony and anyone who knows anything at all about that will always know why it was originally there I think it needs to be removed or walled up so that it can't even be seen. Now, it is also a, tr- a, tr- a, a truth that the deepest effects of prejudice, such as racism and homophobia, for that matter, are unseen in terms of tangibilities. So, visible reminders of what once was, or people who once promoted what was 
totally unacceptable and immoral. Removing those from view will not change actions of people who continue to live by such standards. That's part of what I mean when I say that renouncing slavery today or renouncing homophobia today um, is grand. I wouldn't discourage it by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a fact that if you make that choice, and if you're someone who's carrying prejudice and listening to my voice today, I encourage you to do it. Walk away from that prejudice and all prejudice. Yes, by all means, do that. But you have to realize having carried around that poison with you for as long as you did, some of it spread and you can't clean it all up. The best you can do is to spend the rest of your life cleaning cleaning up stains and messes that have been caused by prejudice even if it's not directly your own prejudice one understands from that point of view why Lady Macbeth kept washing her hands.